What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Kane is in the building. on the Thursday morning edition of Ramon, Kayla, and Will. It's always powered by all four seasons garage doors with our 11-year NFL veteran, Ramon Foster. Our capitalized J journalist, Kayla Anderson. And the best producer in the world, Jonathan Schaefer, making the show happen. The best producer in the world! My name is Will Bowling. Coach Dave McGinnis coming up in 15 minutes as we go back to Indianapolis to discuss the biggest storylines and the biggest prospects who could help themselves Starting today, as live NFL Network coverage will begin for the NFL Combine. Drills will take place. The Underwear Olympics will take Let's another go. step. Let's go. Man. Looking forward Chris to that. Jones. We have an update on the Buck Rising situation. <laughs> oh, right? look who has appeared oh, on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline this morning. <laughs> live from Kilroy's, Buck Rising joining us today. Uh, Buck, over under... Uh, 1 a.m. when your last Kilroy's breadstick was consumed last night. Oh, I didn't have a single breadstick last mm. night, but it was definitely beyond a 1 a.m. type of situation. Thank you for being us. How about a s- single Jack Daniels shot shot? I don't drink whiskey either. You guys Golly. don't know me at all. Oh, he's a tequila guy. Mm. Bucks oh, okay, tequila I guy. am too, so we, uh, I'd, we I'd get like, along on I'd that I'd like page. my formal apology right now, please. Please, <laughs> formal what? apology for him. Thank, come on. Formal apology. Come on. No, I still haven't heard, I haven't heard the word sorry yet. Let's go. You are precious. Let me tell you. Notice he still uh, hasn't said the word sorry. He hasn't. It is my great honor and privilege to be here on this very, very quality morning. Show. Listen to this jerk. Come on. Uh, you will You will not hear the words. I can't even say it. I don't come out of my mouth. I, don't, I, I just. I physically can't. It makes me almost want to vomit. Look, so, you know, sorry or apology. One of the two, Buck. I state my regret. Mm, I'll think about it. Talk to me <laughs> I guess we'll think about doing the rest of this interview then. Uh, no, Buck is literally Dwight True when he has to say, I state my regret in front of Dunder Mifflin in order to move on and uh, have his job back. But uh, Buck, is this the spot you did bottle service at? Uh, no, so uh, Bloomington is where Indiana University is, and well, I love the Kilroy's that. Second, but this is like a this is like a uh, this this Kilroy's in Indy is is a very very it's it's a mute it's a mutated version. This is a yeah. variant that I was at last night. This is a, a variant. Oh my god! Look at Buck stepping into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I love it. Uh, Buck, you talked to Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon. How was that? Yes, well, I mean, uh, I, Mike uh, Vrabel confirmed that Lucas Panzeek is my personal assistant. Uh, yeah, yeah, we talked about we gotta, that. We gotta, we gotta talk about this because it, it, Lucas, like, I, I think it might be closer to you work for Lucas than Lucas works for you. <laughs> can you confirm nor deny this? Uh, I can confirm uh, at this point that Lucas Panzeek does in fact work for me, but I will say that somebody should probably do a wellness check on both of the people who are supposed to be up here working with me. Oh, because oh. I bet you that I'm I'm bet I'm easier to get a hold of this morning oh, no. than the other two. But that's mm. fine. Well, considering we couldn't get a hold of you, I'll, I'll take a bet on that one. <laughs> 
yeah, but here I am, and they're not here. It's okay. I'm, everything is fine. Look at him flexing. Still no sorry or apology. Still. <laughs> not happening. Uh, I would say that, uh, so I very much enjoyed the conversations that we had with Mike Rabel, Rain Carthon, and we did get to talk to Tim Kelly, the offensive coordinator, uh, obviously, the new Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator. And, um, you know, I think the biggest thing that everybody, I, can't, I guess, kind of ran with was the uh, – the Tannehill quote from Rand's press conference about, you know, that he will be a Titan. And I think that was largely taken out of context mm-hmm. just because it's an easy quote to kind of clip and run with. Um, you know, they're not going to negotiate publicly. That's been a policy for as long as I've covered this team. Kayla, you probably speak to that as well. Yeah. And uh, with a lot of decisions on the table and certainly with the biggest one revolving around their quarterback, they are keeping as much close to the vest as humanly possible. At this point, you know, there's there's standard answers there about, yeah, we're open for business on the 11th overall pick. Sure, we're open to trading up. Sure, we're open to trading back, blah, 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 blah. Um, but for the, purposes of, uh, for the purposes of this team, you know, I think it's clear and obvious. We all know what they need to do at this point. It's just a matter of how they go about doing it. And, you know, they're not going to tell us that right now. How do you think this team's going to operate, Buck, considering it's the combine and looking at prospects? Like, will they be active in free agency, or is this a – a, a build through the draft type of year. You, which, which feeling are you getting from from Rand or Vrabel at this point? Well, they've only got six draft picks, right? Julio, uh, Julio is still killing them uh, from beyond the grave. As is Robert Woods, by the way. That's not lost on me at all. As they released him uh, a couple of weeks ago, but um, this is a situation where they have to build as much as humanly possible. Uh, through the draft, because while they do have technically about $12 million in actual cap space, they really only have eight in effective cap space because of the free agency uh, situation that they will have to deal with in season because inevitably players will get hurt because of the situation that you'll have to pay practice squad players and the draft class that's coming up. You really only have about eight mil right now, so there's a lot more moves that need to come. Um, and the best thing for them at this point is to build organically because they really just don't have the they don't have the they don't have the finances right now to to make an impact in free agency. Now they can, but mm-hmm. likely uh, that would re- would require a substantial release. And I know we talked about the two names who are you know most constitute the biggest uh, financial relief that they have right now contract wise between Bud Dupree and Ryan Tannehill. I think it's notable that certainly Bud is still on the roster right now, and I know uh, for a fact that they've been trying to find a way to bring that number down and keep him on the roster. But, you know, there comes a breaking point where they just they need the money. So if they can't get a situation figured out with Bud, that's going to have to be a release too. So you talked about, you know, obviously fixing this team organically, and that means through the draft. And so when you look at this year's draft, I think we're all kind of – on the same page, at least many people that I've talked to with drafting somebody in terms of an O-lineman to get that project started. Uh, Buck, when you, and I know you guys will see them later in the week, when you when you look at the O-lineman available this year in the draft, like who's sticking out to you? Like who's that guy if the Titans can get him? I would tell you, in fact, I was having a conversation. See, this is what I was doing for you guys. I was out very, very late doing a lot of recon. <laughs> Um, so I, Schaefer, I will take a thank you whenever you get the chance. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't know you could find combine information at the bottom of a bottle. Oh, buddy, that's the only place you find combine information. You've been up here. You don't thing. find it at Scrubs, I guess. Network, <laughs> um, 
But, you know, honestly, we were having conversations about this very, very late into the evening. And um, the two names that people know at the tackle position are Peter Skaronsky, the yeah. Northwestern kid, and then Paris Johnson Jr. from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And the, the biggest difference there, and Ramon could probably speak to this better than I can, just based on his, uh, his understanding of the offensive line um, from a technical standpoint. The tape is there for Skaronsky, but Paris Johnson Jr. is going to test better mm-hmm. at a situation like this. Skaronsky doesn't have the length. That is something that is obviously a concern. Um, he is looked at by a lot of people as a guard because of the arm uh, arm length situation and understanding that he's going to be have to you know he's going to have to be blocking these pterodactyl borderline pterodactyl types coming off the edge at him where you're dealing with Miles Garrett and just uh, yeah. unbelievable uh, Miles Garrett this uh, by the way this year on the schedule with unbelievable Fun. length and the ability to uh, the ability to just wreak havoc under normal circumstances much less if you're not physically equipped. For the job, a rookie tackle is going to struggle either way. Um, but the tape is there for Skaronsky. The testing I expect to be there for Paris Johnson Jr. I don't quite see it with uh, the latter, as far as the tape is concerned. But uh, I can't, you know, I'm not a scout. Mm-hmm. I can see, you know, I can I can look at what what's available to me. Um, and, but I, even talking to people who do do the talent evaluations, that's basically been the consensus that okay. I've gotten back. Skaronsky is there from an on-field performance standpoint. Paris Johnson Jr. is the better projection. Hmm. Well, on-field performance, uh, late but still solid from Buck Rising this morning, who you can hear live from 10 to 1 from Indianapolis at the NFL Combine. Buck, uh, can you tell the people what you have uh, for them today at, uh, at 10 o'clock? Yeah. We, uh, we will uh, be live at the Combine, obviously, again, and we will have uh, Danny Kelly of The Ringer, who puts together their big old draft guide, which is very, very informative and well done. Probably Diana Rossini at some point uh, of ESPN, and we'll talk about everything that's going on from an NFL free agency standpoint, because that's uh, an outright disaster. Disappointed uh, yeah. combined with everything that's going on and everybody, uh, you know, the, the names on everybody's lips, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, and things like that. And, uh, you know, we'll see who stops by the table. Because yesterday we were only supposed to have two people when we ended up with five, because that's how this thing goes. Lovely. Well, go, uh, go place a six-pack of Pepsi outside Kirby's door in the hallway and lure him out into the wild again. <laughs> there we and, go. Uh, have a good show. I don't think I want to see him yet. I don't, I don't think I want to see him yet. I need, I need you spent a lot of I mean, time with him. I have to run over there and talk to kickers here in about... Oh, have fun with that. Kickers. Go find one for the Titans. To do the... <laughs> yeah. Well, right? Caleb Shudak uh, is my only saving grace that makes me want to not care about going to see kickers talk today. But You, <laughs> you know. never know with the kicker situation in the past with this team. I don't want to talk about that. I know. <sighs> Enjoy, Buck. Thank you. Special teams, it's special. See you, Buck. Lovely to speak you, with Buck. you all. All right. There's Buck Rising with us, who will not state his regret, but will give us a couple of minutes. Yeah, it was good, man. On the show. So what, what, why did he miss it, the slot? So probably time, because he got up at 8. Do you really want to know why? Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah. You now wanna, that he's gone. You want to know when he went to bed? Y- not what? one. Not well, I two. said the over-under at 2.33. I said about. Not ha- two. Hammer the over. I said about four. Not three. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Not four. Oh, no. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, are you kidding? Right. No, nah, I believe it. So we went to bed at 5 a.m. Well. Can, can neither confirm nor deny. Okay, interesting. Well, 
I didn't think Indy was that popping for them to keep people up that Me late. Me either. Uh, uh, We're who, not- who does Coach Mack know in Indianapolis? Everybody. Everybody. And he'll be on time coming up next. Coach Tate McGinnis, Titans mm. Radio's head coach on a mode, Kayla to Will, 104.5. Mm. Let's see. Something different for dinner. Searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same old. Wait, we're, we're right here, ma'am. Our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at cumulusboost.com. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real, because just business is better business. Visit JustCapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Thursday, and that means this music and this man from Indianapolis, Coach Dave McGinnis, joining us on Ramon, Kayla, and Will, powered by all four seasons garage doors. And as always, his appearance here and elsewhere, presented by our friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. Look to the folks at Farm Bureau Health Plans when you need someone who knows the health coverage game plan. They've been protecting Tennesseans now for 76 years. Coach Matt, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Matt. Well, I'm doing. I'm doing good. Hey, guys, uh, I'm doing good. I know you guys have been hard at it for a couple of hours or an hour and a half already. So have I. I was doing a walking interview when Shafe called, and so we're at the Combine. Let's go. So uh, we answered the rhetorical question a couple minutes ago of who does Coach Mack know at the Combine, which is everyone. Um, we also uh, had uh, on the first hour of our show this morning, Coach Mack, Buck was supposed to join us at 620 and uh, was not awake at the time well, that let, he called let, us. Let, 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 let me tell you what that is. That is a clear indication of a rookie mistake. Yes. <laughs> tell him, Matt. <laughs> so let, 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 let me tell you something. If you, if, if, if you cannot answer the bell, then that's an issue. <laughs> Perfect. Coach Mac, this is what you call those young prospects that's at the combine right there. <laughs> rookie. Huh. That's all it is, Coach Mac. Rookie mistake that he's made this morning. Well, no, no, no. Let me just say this. Here's what here's what I used to do, and every head coach from Ditka on down that I was with, and then when I was a head coach, meeting starts at this time, and then the door's locked. So if you're not there on time, stand outside until everybody's meeting's <laughs> over, and then I'll deal with your late ass later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and on, on time to me is like you know at least be five minutes early, right? Well, that's that's why you're a successful uh, professional. See, that's right. Thanks, Coach Mac. Know how to you know how to pick them, Coach Mac. That's all it is, man. <laughs> Coach Mac, with us as always, presented by Firmville Health Plans. This morning, got our own Caitlin Will. So, um, Coach Mac, I want to start before we get into some of these prospects who sure. are particularly interesting to the Titans at the combine. Uh, I want to just start with the process of the combine compared to the Senior Bowl. And I know we we talked about half of this conversation in Mobile with you. Now, on the flip side of this, how do these meetings differ from? bowl games, senior bowl, east-west shrine bowl, and games like that that have taken place earlier on in the offseason when you're you're sitting down with organizations at the Combine? 
Well, let's talk about two separate meetings. First of all, if you've already met with the player that was one of the 120 that were at the Senior Bowl and you choose to meet with them here also, you know, you've know you only got a certain number that you can meet with here. So you've got to be very judicious about how you schedule the people you have because it all goes into the combine. They redistribute the times, give a placard to the players, you know, the, the uh, lanyard around their neck, and those times are, are, are set in, in hard stone. So you have to be very judicious about the people you want to double interview. And then you've also got to look forward to the ones that you want to bring in for your 30 visit. Okay. So before you ever sit down and start uh, scheduling visits, you have to decide on a long term. If you've already seen them and talked to them at the senior bowl and you feel like you've got some nice info and you'd like to follow up on a 30 visit and, and save their spot for somebody else here. So all of that goes into it. Now here, You've got, uh, you've got uh, a scheduled time with them. You've got about 18 minutes with them here when you, when you meet them. And then when, in, when you meet them in what we used to call the train station, it's now, it's mm-hmm. now you know, in, in the concourse in Lucas Oil now where they have the general uh, uh, unscheduled meetings. You, can, you sit with your, your position coaches at those. So there are different meetings that we are talking about. Your scheduled meeting that you have at night, and there's, they, they, you know, they start at 7 and run till 11 in 20-minute in increments. But the meetings that you have in, I'm still calling it the train station. It's not the train mm-hmm. station anymore, but it's in the concourse. Those, you can go, you know, it, it's still timed, but each team has a table. And, but that's a little bit longer, you know, type of a meeting. And so you've got to decide, you know, who you want to sit down with. Your your position coaches here that are here get see more people than than is is available, you know, for your for your other uh, scheduled meetings to see, and because that's why both uh, processes are set up here for that. Now, if you've already had a scheduled meeting, well, if I've already talked, if I've already talked to you. Well, at the Senior Bowl, and I, there's some other follow-ups I wanted after the Senior Bowl, those questions would be different than if I were just sitting down with you face-to-face for the first time. Kayla, on the other hand, didn't go to the Senior Bowl, but it's somebody we really want to talk to, you know, and so our meetings would be different than mm-hmm. that, you know, pointed as far as the questions. Ramon has been to the Senior Bowl. We know we want to bring him in for a, a 30 visit, and so we may just give a brush by. You know, we may give him a run by here, mm-hmm. but saying, you know, we'll, we'll see you when you come when you come to our campus later on, probably starting on Tuesday of next week uh, when those meetings start. So, what I'm in, am saying is they're all different setups depending on where you are with the prospect. Coach Mac, at, at this, this is getting medicals. I think is probably the most important about the combine because you have everybody uh-huh. there and all the it doctors. Uh, but the two drills everybody talk about is probably the forty, Coach Matt, and the bench press. But I'd almost beg to differ that you get a, a, a true test of what the athlete is by the three cone and probably vertical. Where are you at on those drills right there about really breaking it down, like or his ten yard split in his forty? All of that is right. Three cone vertical mm-hmm. uh, uh, standing broad jump too. Oh yeah, thing. you know, you know, his lower body from 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 stop to start explosion. Uh, yeah, look, the bench press to me is just something that you know that that started a long time ago before anybody ever knew how to how to gauge strength. The bench press, you know, most of the time the guys that win the bench press they're strong guys, but they're, they're a lot of times they're short arm guys yeah. <laughs> because you know yeah. the, the push is a lot different. So you take that you take that if you've been doing this for a long time with a little bit of grain of salt. What what the bench press really shows you if they've been training. 
Okay, if for that the forty the forty is is just is just a numerical uh, evaluation that has years and years of data behind it. Uh, how much it, uh, uh, forty yards for for an offensive lineman or defensive lineman means exactly zero. Uh, the ten yard split that you bring up. Look, the National Football League game is p- played in short, quick, violent bursts. Right. Okay. You know, if you're running 40 yards, something really good has happened in the in a game, or something really bad has happened in a game. Okay, so I mean, if you're running 40 yards and you're the guy carrying it and you get you break ahead, that's great. If you're the guy chasing, that's not great. So to me, it's just another you know empirical data point, but it's not the end all to be all for the real true evaluator. No doubt about it. I just always think it's fascinating because I've always heard, well, did you see his 10-yard split? You know, that means a lot, Coach Mack, when you talk about oh. a guy getting off the line. Sure, that's it. I mean, the 10-yard splits are, are – look, all I can say is this. Al Davis, all right, uh, Jimmy Johnson, Bill Parcells, they never sat at the 40-yard line. You know where they sat all the years that they were here? The 10. The 10. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, I was, I was going to say on, on the other side of that, though, being able to, to raise your stock somewhat for the question mark guys, those small school guys, this is what the combine is, is, is for more than anything. Having a guy like Cody Malk who can actually show Leah, I, I play big time ball, but this is where my measurements are compared to everybody else in other divisions and colleges. No, that's a plus. You know, Cody Mike here, you know, he showed us the scene ball. I mean, he's a, he's a nasty dude, but they still want to see if you've got the requisite, at least baseline physical skills right. to do this. And look, it, 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 Ramon, you are, you are a prime example of, of somebody that, you know, if you, if you, if you come to, a, if you come to a combine and you start measuring just straight speed and stuff, well, they say, you know what, this guy, well, how long did you play? How long did you start in this league? Yeah. You're a football player. Yeah. You're a football player. So, to me, it, it again, it's just it's a piece of the puzzle. You know, I mean, you've got a puzzle in a box. The picture on the box shows you what the puzzle's supposed to look like when you get it all put together. That's what these are here now, pieces to the puzzle. So you saw a lot of these guys, Coach Mack, and so did we at the Senior Bowl, but there yeah. are plenty more here at the Combine in Indy this weekend. Yesterday, talking with defensive linemen and linebackers, uh, did you have a chance to talk with anybody new who kind of stood out to you? No, I don't talk to players. I don't talk to players here. Rhett Bryan goes in and gets all of that uh, you know, information. When so you're watching them. I'm, I'm in, well, they're not doing anything yet. Today, but today, yeah. Today they're on the floor. Today, today I will watch them. I mean, you know, uh, Titans Radio's put out, you know, probably ten hours of, of content right now. I mean, it's yeah. amazing what Mike Keith has set up, you know, with the people we we're talking to. But but Rhett Bryan goes in there and captures all of that for us, you know, along with takes a videographer with him and goes and captures all of that at the podium, and then we intercut that, and then you know, Rhett will come in and say, "Hey, Mike, this 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 kid handled himself well. Mm-hmm. This kid looked like." But I I don't go in there to that because. I'm doing other Coach Mac stuff with Titans Radio. So when you go and watch these D linemen yeah. and linebackers today, what are you, Coach Mac, with with the coach cap on? What are you looking for? Well, first of all, I just want to see how they look physically. You know mm-hmm. how they look physically. I just talked to a linebacker coach t- this morning. I already had a meeting with him. He's going to be on the floor. Uh, I worked the floor for seven years here with him. And the thing that you and I and I and I said, hey, you know, after this is over, I'm going to call you and I want to know who was paying attention. Mm-hmm. Who was first in line? 
Ooh. who you know who moved up, who stayed, you know who 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 was staying engaged the whole time, you know how do they interact and how do other people interact with them? All of that stuff that you could get from being on the floor running the drills for seven years. That that's what I had, and that you know, that gives you an insight to them. But physically, I want to just watch and see how they move, and that's that's important to watch and just see. And some of the uh, during the years that I was doing this, Kayla, we would always every year we would meet and say, how can we tweak these drills to be more position specific, and also give our scouts and our coaches, you know, a little bit more insight into the things they want to see. I mean, we always would rework the drills every year. Uh, I'm interested to see the tweaks that they've made on some of these drills, but I just, I want to watch movement because movement is, is, is extremely, extremely important. And here's the other thing too. Think about this, Kayla, say that you're the fourth or fifth person in line Mm -hmm. and there's a distinct way you're going to run this drill. And you've had four people in front of you run the drill exactly the way everybody wants. And then you come up and start the wrong way to begin with. That is a, that, that to me, I go, what the hell? Yeah. You know, what are you, what, what have you been watching? Yep. I mean, have you been paying attention? All of those little minute details are things that I look for. As much as it is of what you see on the field and measurements and this and that, how much is this like business is getting done in Indy this week? You talking about business yeah. of the league? Like business a of lot. the league. A, a lot. Yeah. A lot. And, and here's what, here's what has really, you know, but you know, again, this is my 37th combine. I've been to every one they've ever had here. Wow. And so and so here's what here's what has happened, you know, during during the early part of, of the iteration of this, and you, you know, you would meet at restaurants, you know, you would meet in hotels, you would meet in hotel rooms. That still goes on, but now everybody has a suite around, you know, the mm-hmm. top of, of Lucas Oil and they're 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 connected so you can walk. A lot of this stuff starts. You know, when I was when I was uh, you know, with the Rams and, and the Titan suite was right next to us. Yeah. And that's where the whole Jared mm-hmm. Jared Golf trade started. Uh, so there's a lot of business that goes on here. Look, this is the epicenter right now of the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Everybody is here, and I'm not talking about just coaches or general managers. I'm not talking about just personnel people. I'm talking about the financial people. I'm talking about you know the the, the entire uh, you know circumference of the National Football League. Everything involved here. The, the agents are here. Everybody is here right now because you're in such a centralized spot that it's very easy to connect. So you ask, this is the start. This is the start of it. Nothing is probably consummated here, but there's a lot that started here. Coach Dave McGinnis presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans with us this morning on Ramon, Kayla, and Will. Uh, Coach Mack, I want to ask you about two guys on different ends of the speed spectrum at the NFL Combine. Um, Jalen Hyatt, uh, Tennessee wide receiver, and Michael Mayer, the Notre Dame tight end. One guy, a track speed, wide receiver, pass catcher that you feel like could really help himself with a fast time in the 40. And Michael Mayer, a guy at 265 pounds who uh, some may overreact to a slower 40 time but had as many contested catches as anybody in college football last year. How much are you looking at just how could those guys help or hurt each other um, by what they run this week? How often will people kind of overreact to something like that? Well, you don't overreact if you know what you're doing. Right. Number one, fair. I mean, this is this is the ultimate keep your powder dry place. <laughs> you know, you don't you don't overreact to anything. Now, this is a good comparison. I'm glad you brought those two up, Jalen Hyatt. We all know he's fast, fast, correct? And we expect him to run fast, fast time here. Where he can help himself is, you know, his route tree at Tennessee, as we all know, because of the way the offense was, which was very successful, was not extremely varied. 
want to watch, you know, the different the different routes they run, how how he, how he takes how he takes to that, and then his hand concentration because there you know there were there there were times you know a little bit more concentrated catch to, to watch it. His speed is not anything that's ever been in question, correct? Right. And he had a, he had a tremendous year. And here's the other thing about 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 Jalen Hyatt. This receiver group this year is different. There's not a lot of big receivers, you know, big receivers. Mm-hmm. Now Jalen Hyatt is a is a long receiver, but he's not a big guy. I mean, you know, you you've got big receivers. You know, the the the, Quint, the Justin kid from TCU. You know, that's a fairly big receiver. But th- these are these are speed guys this year. You know, and and and, it, and it's a little different. So he can help himself, I think, more in the technical drills. Right now, Mayer look is a really solid combat catch guy. But here's the thing about about Mayer with, with, with the tight end: when you draft him, you are drafting the overall package of a tight end that can be a wide tight end. He could flex out, but you're not expecting him to be able to run a four five or a four four nothing. Okay, you understand who he is and what he is. The thing you watch about with an athlete like that is how 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 quick is he and how smooth can he be in and out of his cuts? How can he get with his separation? You're not really worried about him having a real fast 40 time because the things that you're going to use him for in conjunction with his with his being able to to be able to block the edge, you're, you're going to use him in some varied spots, but you're not drafting him, and he's a premier tight end. And the mm-hmm. tight ends in this draft, I've got about 11 guys in this draft as tight ends that I think are going to be taken, you know, fairly high in this thing. You know, I'm talking about, you know, much through the first two days. And so when you watch him, you're just you're, – you're, trying to watch his movement, you know, in and out of in and out of breaks, in and out of different routes, how smooth does he look, how unlabored does he look working, but you're not expecting him to come out there and all of a sudden run a 4 4 nothing because that's not who he is. No, Coach no. Dave McGinnis uh, bringing us some great analysis early this morning on Ramon, Kayla, and Will. Live from Indianapolis, Coach Mack, we knew you'd be on time. We knew you'd bring it, as you always do, and uh, we appreciate you. Guys, look, you got a job to do, do it. That's, I mean, that's kind of the way you do it. <laughs> that's simple, right? Coach Matt. Thank you, Coach Matt. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the rest of the time in Indy. Have a shrimp See cocktail you, for us. See, hey, 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 Ramon, before, before we leave, at dinner, when we had, uh, we had dinner at the, uh, at, uh, you know, I took a group, our group to St. Elmo's and we pulled up and guess who we sat next to during dinner and I went over there and had a nice conversation with Mike Keith and I did the Roonies. The Roonies. Yes. Love it. Mag, you were in good company, man. It was awesome. I mean, that, you know, and, and, you know, we had some of the younger people with us go, you know, who? I said, just don't worry. That's right. NFL royalty right there. That's <laughs> NFL royalty right there. That's so a good group, cool. Coach Mac. I know the conversation was, was really well. That is great. See you guys. See you, Matt. Bye. Right. There's Coach Mac with us this morning. Gunner Bone, Kayla, and Will. I uh, want to react to that coming up next, specifically at the tight end position, guys, because as we talk about Rain Carthon being open for business at the number 11 pick. Mm-hmm. And if you move back to about 20, the fact that there's not an elite wide receiver that might be available at that point, I might take the best pass catcher. Mm. That mm-hmm. best pass catcher might be a tight end. We'll dive into wow. that coming up next. It's Ramon, Kalen, Will, 104.5 The Zone. Searching HVAC near here. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Wow. Nobody local? Huh. Wait, what? We are an HVAC company literally in your neighborhood. Why is she not seeing us? Just all the big chains. Well, it is what it is. What in the... Can you not see See us? us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local HVAC providers. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? 
She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. the zone at the combine this week in indianapolis you heard from buck rising and the coach dave mcginnis earlier in the show tune into the buck rising show or as we affectionately call it the lucas panzika show from 10 to 1 each day through tomorrow they're up there courtesy of scoreboard bar and grill dig and surf and landscape supply and john roberts nissan for more info our coverage from indianapolis nap city visit 1045thezone.com and it will be Nap City this afternoon, I think, for that entire show, considering right? how uh, late they were out last night. Man. So tune into the Buck Rising show to see if everyone is alive and well. If <laughs> if the reports am. that I am hearing are true, struggle today. <laughs> Going to be guess. struggling in them streets, as Ramon would say. All aboard the struggle in bus. In Indianapolis. What a K. Uh, I, I think this is a lot of people's last days there. Before testing, mm-hmm. yeah, business before they is done go home. right now. The, the work a lot gotta, of reporters. Yeah, work yeah. got to be done now for teams. Like, okay, I guess we got to pay attention. <laughs> yes, so, uh, topic we teased going into the break about training back. And, and I wanted to ask Buck about that. We just ran out of time with him. But the, the meaning behind what Rand Carthon had to say about being open for business is more about trading back than it is trading up, in my opinion. I think so. 100%. So with the potential run on wide receivers that could happen middle of the first round, or just with a lack of top-end wide receiver talent in the first round, if the Titans were to trade back to between 18 and 22 and take a pass catcher, there is a very real chance that the best pass catcher available to you is Michael Mayer the tight end out of Notre Dame? I, mm-hmm. I think Titans fans need to be ready for the the possibility that there are so many good tight ends in this thing yeah. that that might be a position that you side-eye a little bit that you could take in the first two rounds simply because if you're going best available, there's a chance a really good tight end will be available for you over these first couple of picks. And that's what's so tricky about the draft, too. Is, you know, you can have a player and somebody leapfrogs you to get them. And then, to your point, you just got to go best available. And if it's a tight end like Michael Mayer, I mean, you got to take that one up, especially this is the portion that, that's where it's like, well, well Traylon's not known for his blocking. That's his challenge he got to get through. And that's okay, too. But if Mayer comes in and, tra- and, 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 and Chig gets a little bit better with his blocking up front, you got bookends on the line of scrimmage that can do damage. And not only that, but as Will, you said earlier, the best pass catching, you know, uh, uh, prospect in this draft could be a tight end. You, yeah. you get a two for one on that one on top of Chig's athletic ability. Well, and I wouldn't disagree with that just because of how talented he is. Yeah. Um, and you see the game especially nowadays, and just how beneficial the tight end position can be and just how much of a difference maker mismatch it can be for teams. Yeah. I mean, they could not handle hell. I mean, nobody could handle Kelsey. And and we've known about Kelsey for years, and he continues to dominate, right? Yeah. I mean, imagine getting another tight end of uh, that could be 
of that caliber mm-hmm. and then having Chig, yeah. who's so versatile. Yep. And we've heard Tim Kelly say he wants to do a lot with this offense. Like yeah. he wants to change it up. Like he wants to do something different. Um, so I don't know. Like, I don't know if you could pass up on that. The only thing I would say is because this class is so deep with tight ends, you might be able to find a really good one even later. Third, fourth round, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Pro Football Focus has seven tight ends who have day one or two draft grades Jeez. in their evaluation of this thing. Uh, Michael Mayer, the guy that they compared to Jason Witten mm-hmm. at six foot four, 265 pounds, uh, had a six year stretch where he averaged 92 catches and 1,018 yards a season, did Witten. He, he's not a Kyle Pitts, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle kind of dynamic receiver, but you have that already in Chickaconquo. Right. I think there is a very real possibility that the Titans have a premium pick to spend on a tight end simply because of how much a 265-pound tight end helps you in the in pass blocking. The thing I think is it's most, a huge difference. Most attractive to your point, though, Will, with what they are, they're looking for, speed and power, and, and as Rabel said yesterday, a tenacity for violence, violence almost. Yeah. Violence. Yeah. Um, if you can get one of those athletic types whether it's Mayer or Chig, be able to go in motion and play that use check role. Right. At what the 49ers have, motioning out. You don't know if he's blocking or going out for a route. I mean, just listen to the, the measurables of these top tight ends. Luke Musgrave, Oregon State, day, uh, uh, round one or two guy, six foot six, 250. Mm. And Dalton, we saw him at Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. Dalton Kincaid from Utah, early day two guy, six foot four, 240. He's more of a wide receiver in a tight end's body. Um, the uh, the projection for him. I mean, Darnell Washington. Yeah, six foot seven, two sixty nine, and the uh, the play style and pro football focus for him is sixth offensive lineman with ball skills. I was like, he barely even tapped into his skill at Georgia. To me, that is a very very interesting element of this draft for the Titans to me. Because again, if you're trading back and you're picking up a pick between let's say thirty five to fifty. Mm-hmm. In order to trade back ten spots in the first round, yeah. Then I think if you're not spending one of those on a quarterback, you're spending one of those on a tight end that could basically be a sixth offensive lineman and make Chigakonkwo more of just a deep threat wide receiver. Because at this point, guys, I see Chig more so as a big wide receiver than I do a tight end. Because with his speed that he ran at the forty last year, saying. he's uh, the best vertical threat the Tennessee Titans have right now. Yeah. Versatile. Versatile, right. absolutely. Uh, there's so many question marks around this thing with them. You know, as far as this team goes, like I, 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 I OL sounds like it's the first yeah. thing, but I don't know if that actually is. Will if they draft back because you lose the quality that you were looking for, maybe, maybe, because maybe. there's a lot of those guys though. There's a lot of tackles coming. And they out met this like year. somebody we don't really know about. with it, Osiris. Seriously. I'm starting to think you right? go back ten Seriously. spots and draft Osiris. Twice. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm, you know I'm on board with that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. You're a fan of yeah, that. Yeah, I'm always on board with that one. Coming up next, an eventful night in college basketball and official news for Tennessee's Zakai Ziegler, uh, who learns his injury fate yesterday. Tough news for the Vols that we will also discuss with uh, WATE's Reese Van Haften out of Knoxville coming up at 820. Halftime of the show, we reset the headlines across uh, a couple of ejections that maybe should have been even more ejections. Tuscaloosa is not a great place to watch college basketball right now. It's Ramon Kendall, 104.5 The Zone. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Let's get into season four, episode three, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But Scabby Abby, Scabby, the whole school it yeah, just I hurt see. me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created this show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.